0: Hey, Real Nerds, There's many ways to enjoy the Real Nerds Podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can see what we're up to around town by following us at RealNerds on Instagram. And if you want to send us your thoughts, you can email us at realnerds at gmail.com or call us at 720-6Nerds5. Like us on Facebook at RealNerdsPodcast or tweet us at RealNerds. And now on with the show.
1: camera, action! Well a real nerd
2: knows who shot And a real nerd can follow the plot And a real nerd can... Talk to film! I'm sorry,
1: take it outside Well a real nerd knows who shot And a real
2: nerd can follow the plot Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Fan Expo 2022. I am Ryan, and joined only this week by Brad. What's up? We're the OGs, though, so it's okay. It's yeah. It's really the people that our listeners want to hear. They don't give a crap about Corinne or Zach. It's really damn.
0: Us. That's hardcore. I mean,
2: I read our fan mail all the time and they say, man, when can we get rid of those two? Well, good news, everybody. Good news. It's just (laughs) Brad and I this week.
0: (laughs) Damn. Laying down fire on our co-host today. You all right. (laughs) They
2: get for not showing up.
0: Um, Um, Yeah. I I didn't expect Corinne to, because I I think half these movies, she's not going to see at least. Yeah. Um,
2: And she has a real nine to five job. (laughs) Yeah. Not like our, goofy ass schedules although your schedules all changed up so i know it keeps on changing it sucks hopefully i don't have to work any more overnights uh we're training people right now so that hopefully that will alleviate my overnights for the time being but you never know because you know one of our people got covid and you can't control that so i had to cover that shift but you know it again is what it is. yeah <laughs>
0: well as long as you're freed That's up it. for the weekend of july 1st that's all that matters oh yeah i already
2: requested that off so and that uh, schedule is already up and it is blocked out
0: uh with your nice flipping around is is weird alfreda for you now
2: uh i don't know some training I, i'm training but i i gotta kind of maneuver some stuff um and i just gotta uh because the shows don't start till seven thirty, 30 right
0: I, I think the opening act yeah
2: yeah, so I think I can still do it. I, I just gotta, it's a pain in the ass, but I'm gonna try.
0: <laughs> you know, just plant some evidence somewhere and, you know, get out early.
2: Uh, dude, I didn't even think about it that way. Just <laughs> arrest people and be like, you guys are just going there. You stay in here for the next four or five hours and think about what you did. <laughs> I think that's how it works.
0: And you sit in this jail cell for the next four hours. <laughs> Don't you do anything.
2: <laughs> Yeah, keep your hands to yourself.
0: I'm going to go in this other room and just get some coffee going. I'll be back in 4 hours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nothing bad would ever happen.
0: Yeah. The uh So every- the, the town you work in, nothing happens in 4 hour intervals, right?
2: No, no. Nothing, rude. So every week on Real Nerds, we see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week I'm changing it up i'm doing something that we talked about when we reformatted the show and really yeah this week it's going to come to fruition and that is a long time ago movies were used to be double billed and one of the yeah one of the reasons they did that was because during the depression they wanted people to get more bang for their dollar so they would have double features And the B movie that term was came from that, not necessarily meaning a lower quality of film. It was just the second film on the double bill. Sometimes it would not be the budget would not be as high, but it wouldn't necessarily mean it was a bad picture. It was just, you know, it could be some Clark Gable movie was the, you know, the main attraction. And then below it could be the Three Stooges or something like that, you know. It's a,
0: it's a B-movie for bonus movie.
2: Exactly. So that's how it started. And now the B-movie has morphed into this lower budget kind of silly movie. I, I'd put something like Psycho Goreman in that kind of realm, you know? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Where It's not uh, as prestigious as, I don't know, something like Schindler's List, but... <laughs> not meaning it's a bad film. Um, but so this week we're debuting the B movie and we have two films this week. Ooh, we saw it gonna men. Be? And so men is our main feature and our B movie is Chippendale's rescue Rangers. Brad, do you recommend Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers.
0: Yeah, I think it's fun. Uh it's one of the most meta movies I've ever seen. Um you know, it, it goes well beyond just being meta about the Chip and Dale's cartoon show. Like it's almost people weren't kidding when it, you know, we were, we were describing it as Roger Rabbit 2 and it could very well have been Roger Rabbit 2. It's so like it pulls in not just Disney anime characters, but anime characters across, like, I don't even know how the contracts worked out because it's like stuff from Paramount Universal in here too. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, but it's fun. Um, it's a little, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's gonna, you know, uh, like a theatrical run probably wasn't necessary for this. So it's good that it's not streaming, but, um, it's, it's still fun.
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's way better than I thought it was gonna be. It's really silly. And just like Roger Rabbit, I'll piggyback off you. Yeah, I don't know how they worked out the licensing stuff with this. One of the cameos in it, and I mean, ended up being an extended one. I cannot believe that Paramount signed off on it. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's really funny. And they deal with things that are kind of silly and yeah, I i don't know really how to describe it, except it's like Roger Rabbit, where it even deals with a mystery,
0: you know? And actually, once we get into spoiler, spoiler territory, um, I'll more to comment on that because the plot directly <laughs> is, uh, quite similar.
2: Yes. Uh, here is the trailer for Chip and Dale's, res- Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. real Hollywood story. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the show that defined the generation and turned two unknown chipmunks into international superstars. Sometimes but his success took Chippendale to new heights. To many more
0: seasons of the Rescue Rangers. We were living the dream. Yeah. Dancing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no one ever imagined. It could all come crashing down. Torn by vanity. You look different.
1: Hey,
0: it's no secret I
1: had the CGI surgery done. Consumed by temptation. My love of cheese got the best of me.
2: I just love it so much. More, please? More, please? Is it possible that two living legends are destined to
0: reunite? I'm thinking reboot.
2: Nobody wants a reboot. Woo-hoo-hoo! Rangers.
0: You need a disguise or something. Grab the first thing you can. Uh. What? <laughs> Over. Rescue Best 2.0. a This place looks weird. Remember that animation style where everything looked real, but nothing looked right? Who are you? Are you talking to us? Obviously. But it looks like you're
2: talking to that window. It actually looks like I'm looking right at you. Okay. Look at my eyes, looking right at your eyes.
1: Yeah.
2: So Chip and Dale have, uh, Separated, and they're pulled back in when good old Monterey Jack needs help, and he ends up getting kidnapped by uh I can't remember the name of the people, but it ends up being basically their drug dealers because Monterey Jack has the trouble of eating too much cheese and he's trying to quit cheese it's uh <laughs> parallels well, drug it's
0: use. A bootleggers uh acting like drug dealers i guess
2: oh that's right yeah i guess it's the best way to say it because it's really funny because we've even commented before when you know aladdin would come out they would have the knockoff version where it'd be genie and aladdin and an agrabah or something like that
0: yeah um, I, I had that yeah aladdin vhs yeah it came out the same time
2: really well yeah my and parents be-
0: got confused and just yeah oh it's the disney one <laughs>
2: And that made me laugh because I remember those clear as day. Yeah. And, and that where it's more of an older person joke because, you know, someone like my kid, he's not going to get the reference to those VHSs that came out. Do they even still make those like Blu-rays or DVDs? I don't see them. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think they're probably just on streaming.
2: Yeah. You're probably right. And I mean, the horror version of that, of that as the asylum. They used to put out, you know, um, if it was Resident Evil, it'd be Resident House Evil or something like that. Or Or it's like Independence Day.
0: It's like Alien Invasion.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it'd have the White House on the front being blown up (laughs) like an Independence Day. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's it's similar to Roger Rabbit, where one of our listeners slash friends, Nate, sent us a question about what it was going to be like. And here, just like in Roger Rabbit, it's it's accepted that the tunes are part of the world, and they they just inhabit the world that everybody else lives in. So you can see, uh, I mean, man, at the beginning, there's so many little cartoons in the background, uh, characters. Anyways, Chip and Dale go to elementary school together and they become friends and they star in the hit show, Rescue Rangers. And after the third season, Dale decides he wants to branch out and become Double O Dale and become a James Bond style show, which leads to the fracture and the breakup of the Rescue Rangers. And we fast forward to a few years later and Dale has gotten the computer... 3d computer animated upgrade which i think is really funny um and uh dell ha- uh chip hasn't and that's where we meet the first really funny and on the nose cameo which i don't know how many people are gonna get but it's ugly sonic from <laughs> model from the very first sonic posters and trailer
0: i think that's all i've been hearing about like i think people got it because that's a lot of what i've been- Seeing like reported about the movie as references really? to Ozzy Sonic. Yeah. But well, I didn't think he was gonna be in as much as he was.
2: I know. Cause uh you know, you think it'd just be that one instance at like the cartoon con or whatever it's called. Yeah. And nope. He actually makes several appearances and helps him out at the end of the movie.
0: Um the other ones that blew my mind were um the cats from twenty nineteen's cats. <laughs> they're yep. like fighting in the street and then uh randy marsh from south park is in the sauna
2: yep <laughs> it's just you know it's, it's I, like I disney think... let
0: south park be in their movie okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's you know it's really kind of and it's you're right it's really meta um because even in the opening when dale's introducing everything he says you probably know this the most and it's the chippendale dancers um just little things like that and you know it has so Andy Sandberg and a Sorry, of a gold...
0: speaking of which I just, I just remember this uh given uh Andy Sandberg is an SL, SNL alumni he really missed an opportunity to put the Farley Chippendales clip in that
2: oh he section. Did. yeah so anyway go on oh yeah I was gonna say that it uh the Lonely Island their director was also there so it kind of has the Lonely Island feel to it where it's really silly um and you know the part where Ugly Sonic's talking, and then it zooms in on his teeth.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just... every time one of them's, is like w- listening to him talk, they just zoom into yeah. his like slow-moving
2: weird teeth. It's just it's funny. Um, I love that uh, Zipper is voiced by President James Palmer from Twenty Four. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> to give him a na- uh, voice, and he married Gidget. I mean, there's Gadget. There's lots of little fun things in it.
0: Um, but yeah, the overall plot is, you know, afterwards I was thinking it's very much just, uh, Roger Rabbit ex- ex- except instead of killing the tunes, they're just being mutilated. <laughs> yeah, to appear in these knockoffs yeah, and resold for parts. Yeah. So it, like even when, uh, adult Peter Pan unravels like his torture kit, like it has a little bottle of dip in it.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a nice little shout out. Yeah. And it is interesting too, you know, that Disney would allow them to take a beloved character like Peter Pan and make him the villain and age him and (laughs) make him kind of a despicable character. Um, Probably because
0: it's like, I mean, it's their character, like visually, but like story-wise, like still belongs to JM Barry. So I I guess guess that's true too. yeah. Yeah, but I guess you could do that with Snow White and everybody. So cinderella
2: but i mean even his arc is interesting because he talks about you know it, it in the movie he doesn't grow up but he ages as time goes by and what's he left with and putting in like uh <laughs> like the witty the Pooh knockoff, and um I like, man i can't remember some of the titles but they're pretty funny
0: oh yeah the well, character. Was it like honey bear or something
2: yeah it's like uh Pooey or doey, I can't remember. Doughy bear, honey
0: bear, or something? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, oh, what was Monterey Jack in? Because he got turned into, into Dumbo.
2: Yeah, Dumbo. Uh, it was like, oh, a stupido, the flying elephant.
0: Stupido, <laughs> <laughs> the Yeah. Um. Shoot, what else was there?
2: Yeah, it's just a really silly movie. And you're right, you know, usually I'm not an advocate of streaming. I'd rather see things go to theater. But this kind of seems like a good movie to be on streaming, where it feels like a Disney Channel film, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, like it doesn't feel like it's substantial enough. Like we've seen the you know, two best friends grow apart and then reconnect movie before. So Mm -hmm. it's it really comes down to like, I think what makes it is all the references and inside jokes that they have in the movie. Yeah. Um, So, I don't I don't need eighty foot screen for that necessarily.
2: (laughs) (laughs) True. I mean, if it came out on the big screen, I'd probably see it anyways. But yeah, if it um, didn't come out, yeah. But but yeah, there's no man. Look at this, you know, spectacle and of all the heroes returning in portals. It doesn't have any of that. Yeah. It's a really uh, small film in that regard, as far as scope
0: and the animation's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. The, uh, it was interesting that the uh, actual 2d versions of the characters were still kind of like a cell shaded 3d.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Cause I expected it to be completely like traditional, um, like they only really go to full traditional when they're doing like the, the body, body scans on the machine that transforms yeah. them. Um, and that was fun. Like there's all these references to like different art drawing incarnations. And then, um, oh, there's that great reference to like when to get Dale back into his or Chip back into his costume. Like they run through the Indiana Jones exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause yeah, it's, it's, it's their costumes are just magnum PI and Indiana Jones. Which are both Indiana Jones connected.
2: That is correct. Movie fun fact. Tom Selleck was originally cast as Indiana Jones. Yeah. But why couldn't he do it, Brad?
0: Because uh, he had to do his schedule for Magnum PI.
2: Yep, exactly. <laughs> so that's how they're always intertwined. And Chip and Dell just brought it all the way back. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. I mean, I think you should stream it. I think it's totally worth a stream.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the uncanny valley, like referencing the valley in, in, in California is like, um, you know, the, the visual, uh, disgustingness of poor CGI. So, yeah, little <laughs> yeah. bit with him and I don't know, the Warcraft character, whoever Seth Rogen's playing and they like, they can't meet their own oh, yeah. levels.
2: Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I called those the Polar Express eyes. Yeah. <laughs> What he are you doing? I'm right at you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold so on. Let me stand on you. It's, it's so funny. Cause it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a great joke. <laughs> and even, they even had Seth Rogan laugh. And he's like, Ugh! yeah, he <laughs> <But yeah>, had <laughs> yeah, just calling it the, weird.
0: <laughs> like there's the Valley in California. And they also like call it the uncanny
2: Valley. That's great. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, yeah, I had, I had a fun with that movie. Good, good job. Uh, guys what way to pull something that i didn't expect to be fun and make it fun now on the total inverse of that we also saw as our big movie of the week men brad do you recommend men this
0: is a little tougher because it is not the movie i expected um and it's interesting but it's also pretty weird um not for me so much, but I just imagine other people watching it. it. It goes to some bizarre places and it takes a while to do it. So, you know, if, if you're into the art, artsy A24 stuff, I think it'll be another feather in your cap, but um if you're a casual person, I think you'll just be sitting going,
2: what, the whole time? So, yeah. I, I agree with you on this one, too. I, I mean, I liked it, but I don't know if I can recommend a film like this. One, because it goes so far off the deep end towards the end that it's a tough sell. And I mean, there was people in my uh, screening of it who literally said, what the fuck? Um, (laughs) And yeah.
0: (laughs) Like like the whole time it sat there feeling like it was trying to say something important, but I just couldn't pin down what specifically it was. So, like, as a general sense, I knew what it was talking about, but when it goes off the rails, I'm just like, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I can't figure it out. So, I feel like the uh, movie's here- smarter than me.
2: Uh, I don't know if it's that. Here's a trailer <laughs> for men.
1: Hello. Hi. This
0: is Marlo, yes?
1: Harper, yes. come coming. The words I have to say... It's a beautiful well be simple, house. But
0: <laughs> Will it just be you staying, or... Excuse me? Mrs. Muller? No. Until you give your love, there's nothing
1: more that we can do... Apple from the garden? Y- yeah, it was delicious.
2: No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit.
1: Oh, God, sorry, I... I I'm joking. I, I oh, <laughs> You're tormented It feels more like Haunted Yeah Something happened
2: My husband went upstairs To our balcony And
1: let himself go You must wonder why you drove him to it
2: Why I didn't drive him to it
1: I think it'd be true, that if you had given him the chance to apologize, he'd still be alive.
2: What? A man followed me out of the woods. He was stalking me.
0: What makes you say that?
2: I saw him twice.
1: Twice? I don't know if he saw you once. I'll play a game. You hide, I'll see. You must feel an awful sense. Guilt? Stay away from me. What are you doing there? To- what are you?
2: story of men is this woman named It Escapes Me. <laughs> Gosh, I'm the worst. I think
0: it's uh, Anna. I don't know. Harper. Look it up. Harper, her yeah.
2: Harper. And she goes to the country after her husband commits suicide in front of her.
0: Uh, and maybe. Yeah. She, well, she's maybe. not sure.
2: Yeah. She was intentional um, or not. Uh, yeah, as the film progresses you learn more and more about this trauma that she's endured so she escapes to the country and meets the caretaker I guess it's like an Airbnb kind of style thing Um, and you know he introduces her to the house and he's a little weird but he just seems like a weird English you know country guy (laughs) Um, nothing that bizarre and as the film progresses, she meets other characters who all happen to be men who seem to dislike women and the story just goes way more crazy after that. Um, Right away, uh, Jessie Buckley, I think is her name, who plays Harper, I think she's great. Um, She's really good in the film and as you start learning more about the day that her husband, quote unquote, committed suicide, um, it, it it reveals more about them. And I mean, you don't know how they got to this point where they're having this argument uh, where he tells her that if you divorce me, I'm going to kill myself, which is a really horrible thing to say to somebody. and um, And then it just keeps on escalating from there where he ends up punching her, and he tries to apologize and he kicks her out. She kicks him out of the house. And then he goes up and she says to the vicar that he pushed his way through their house. And then well, her neighbor's he apartment. Yeah. Um, and she then he tried f- to
0: climb down through their balcony onto his balcony, but maybe mm-hmm. slipped or just or jumped on down. his own
2: yeah it's so it's an interesting play on that, and it, i mean I guess the point of the film is how toxic men are, and they're all the same. <laughs> I don't know um because you know the build up I think it's really well done the build up to it
0: um I, I forgot to say in my intro that as a home invasion movie, this is probably one of the scariest ones I've ever seen, like I really felt yeah um tension um as all these men were i guess <laughs> trying to invade the house
2: yeah like a, yeah like it it goes certain ways where you know the last quarter of it um where the you think that like the one dude who's running after her and she runs into the house and shuts i mean that's pretty scary, um and then Jeffrey shows up, the guy who owns the house and he you know he's saying oh yeah you know I, i'm I'm not worried and uh there's little clues throughout the movie that something isn't right uh you know the vicar says you know if you, you wish you could apologize for driving him to commit suicide and she's you know saying that she didn't and there's a really great tense scene with them i wouldn't say arguing but talking to one another about that moment and you know she tells him to fuck off and then before that she meets the completely nude homeless guy who chases her through the forest um and, and even great but, when
0: he's you know she's on the phone with her yeah sister or best friend uh and he's just occasionally popping up in the windows in the background like ugh.
2: Yeah, like really well shot and really well done.
0: Even in broad daylight is terrifying.
2: Oh, yeah. I think that's what adds a layer to the being scary is he's just out there completely nude, you know, hanging hanging about. And, um,
0: and it's not her house, so you don't know like what the entrances
2: are exactly. like, you know, except for the main one. And you can tell she doesn't know. I mean, there's that moment too where she's trying to get back to the house and she doesn't know where to go and um so you feel vulnerable like she does i think is handled really well in the movie um but then it kind of goes a little strange where all these men that are attacking her or stalking her are all the same person spoilers and it's jeffrey who birth new men constantly see this is where i kind of lost it i didn't understand this part
0: yeah uh, like a, and for most of the movie i'm thinking that the representation of all these men having the same face-ish even that like the little boy <laughs> yeah um was like a, a surreal take of what she's seeing like she's not literally seeing people with the same face over and over again
2: it's yeah i thought like, so too
0: it's it's for the I audience was like
2: uh uh, uh A way of like toxic masculinity is all in the same you know what i mean
0: yeah but it's for the audience not the character
2: exactly but Um, then
0: once you know at night when they start you know once jeffrey comes over and like i started to think like is the house haunted or is this just like a single demon that's like terrorizing her mm -hmm.
2: like what is this And, and you mean we never really get an answer yeah i mean it's it's obviously some sort of supernatural being um because the, the part where she jams the knife through its arm and then In the mail slot it. yeah yeah that was pretty gruesome and awesome
0: and then like uh, stays that way through everything else like wraps around her neck and stuff uh yeah
2: so it's it's really bizarre I, and then them birthing other men out of like his butthole or something
0: yeah like I, every orifice
2: <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't get it um And that's when my audience was, some dudes said, what the fuck?
0: And then eventually Um, it just ends up being her
2: husband. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause she's haunted by it. I have no idea. I mean, maybe someone who's smarter than us can write in. Um, But I think I, I read an interview with Alex Garland, the writer and director, and he said he purposely left it ambiguous, the ending. So maybe he doesn't know either
0: oh great <laughs> yeah um i don't know growing up i was taught that that's not like a meaningful thing to do just lazy like, i agree oh, it, it leave it open to audience interpretation okay. and that's
2: my biggest problem with the a24 studio is <laughs> they they always make every once in a while they make movies that i really really enjoy but then they make stuff like this and this is a perfect example of me using quote-unquote independent where there's really no overall ending and satisfying ending to this film it's well you make up what you think this is about and it
0: feels like you're like oh I've got this idea for a thing but I don't know where it's gonna go so we'll just make the movie and see where it goes and it is what it is
2: yeah because he even did uh, when she was on FaceTime with her friend's sister never really explained who she is um they kept on uh fritzing and you'd see some monster in it and so i thought maybe that that monster would show up at the end as all the men like he was using the men as like skin or something you know but that wasn't right either
0: yeah like i said the easiest explanation i can think of is like there's something about the house or there's just a demon there when she's there and it's terrorizing her um, but I know. I'm like, not entirely I, sure
2: yeah like here's I, I actually didn't mind the film I kind of enjoyed it and it's beautifully shot and the, it's wonderfully acted Um, I just I don't know I wanted a more satisfying conclusion you know but yeah. that's also maybe the gore hound in me I wanted her to take that axe what they set up really obviously
0: <laughs> yeah oh my god that's another thing too is like I expect this level of um ignorance in most slasher movies but in an art house one like I, th- I feel like the characters should be a little smarter and there's just so many times where I'm just like really gonna drop the knife here when, like yeah you foreshadow the axe when's the axe gonna come into play like
2: I, I mean know. I wanted to see her hack up that demon but you know what do I know
0: well, even after, uh, like before a lot of this crazy stuff happens, uh, she comes back from the bar and she starts talking to her friend, sister, whatever. And how is it like the first thing you do, not just jump in the car and leave? Like, there's no reason for you to stay there I know anymore. Like, it's, it's probably been prepaid. Yeah. So you can just take off and be like, yeah, I'll <laughs> lose the money be, on this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just be out the 250 bucks. Be like, you know what? <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, nothing good has happened to me yet, so I should just leave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when does that happen? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I can't recommend the film, but I think people should check it out, you know, just to see. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, it's definitely nothing I've seen before.
2: Oh. I know. Yeah. I At the end, I was, because I really wanted to see this movie, and I was, man, I wish it was just a little more. I just wanted a little more violence, I think, and a little more um, clear uh, understanding of what was going on.
0: Yeah, because I went in thinking, like, well, it, it seems like this movie about how toxic men are, and then I left being like, oh, it, it, that's it. That's I thought, yeah. uh, is there yeah. something else I'm missing? Because I went in getting the same thing I ex- thought I was getting when I thought there would be something else, you know?
2: Yeah, and that's okay to do in films, too. I mean, I'm not Knocking it for that, but it just felt unfulfilled. Everything in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know. Cool. So, that was our first double feature slash B movie review. It's real news. Slow week in Hollywood, Brad, but we did get the first trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 which we're going to play for you right now
0: your days of fighting for the so-called greater good
2: are over This is our chance to control the truth, the concepts of right and wrong from everyone for centuries to come. You're fighting to save an ideal
0: that doesn't exist. Never did. You need to pick a side.
2: looks cool i mean there's definitely a lot going on in the trailer that they showed that's um, a
0: part one of two but this trailer feels like the entire both movies in one trailer um i know it looks massive it
2: does and it's it seems like a lot of stuff because it's cut so quickly <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pinpoint stuff i'm pretty sure i saw rebecca ferguson with an eye patch yeah. um and it's but i mean obviously the big sell is the intrigue and bringing the mystery back from the first one and tom cruise's stunts which i see that highlighted the motorcycle free fall jump
0: yeah it seems like are they gonna leave any stunts that we haven't seen in the movie like as a surprise when we actually watch it or are they all in the trailer holy crap (laughs)
2: I know, and it, it trips me out. I, I texted you earlier because I mean, the movie—I'm pretty sure it was been being made over two years, and I mean, remember two years ago when we were talking about him yelling at people about yeah. breaking <laughs> COVID protocols? Yeah. And and here we are, and it was still another year before the movie comes out.
0: I think even back then it was supposed to be just the one movie, and then somewhere between then they broke into two, right?
2: Yeah, I, I read an article. I want to say it's Hollywood Reporter. Where when they did that, the reason this movie is taking longer to finish is because Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie wanted the script almost done for the second part. So they would make part seven satisfying and then would have an awesome lead up to part eight. So he didn't want to um, not have an idea of what the story was going to be, which is. I mean, it's a good thing that he was planning that far ahead and wanted to make both films really spectacular. And for him to commit to doing back-to-back films, I guess, is also a thing. Because, I mean, he is the biggest movie star in the world, probably. So, yeah, it's interesting. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and then they brought back that one dude from Mission Impossible 1. Yep. The Kittredge guy so that's interesting i don't remember if he died (laughs) i don't think he did or do you get like uh because arrested and like hauled
2: off somewhere i don't know maybe i mean i have to watch the first one again you think i'd remember but at the end the last thing they did was the train at the end right with the helicopter yeah
0: which they kind of homage in this
2: yeah because there's
0: them sliding under a tunnel again on a train.
2: Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, man, this that first one came out in 97.
0: 95. And then the last
2: one will be... Is it 95? Yeah. Holy shit. So the last one's 2024. So 30 years of Tom Cruise in the same, you know, franchise. It has to be a record for length of time playing a character. I mean, 30 years? It seems like some sort of record.
0: Yeah. But also there's a lot of gaps in time between the movies. So... Especially those there first were. three, so.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, was the second 2000? Yeah. And then yeah, the third was 2003, oh, I think, or five, six. Whoa. Yeah, then, six years. Yeah. And then it's after Brad Bird did his, as they were, they kind of picked up them again because that one was awesome.
0: Yeah, 2011. So that's like yeah.
2: five years. But yeah, so from 2011 to 2024 so 13 years they're going to have four of them so one every three years after that interesting but yeah I mean I'm on board for sure it looks awesome
0: Yeah, and,
2: I mean uh, they're obviously not going to give you very much of a plot uh, in the first trailer they're kind of just going to show you hey this is some cool stuff that's happening
0: yeah I mean the less the better I I I, I want to go into movies and be surprised not just fill in gaps yeah, I yeah. know. Oh, so yeah, I guess 96.
2: Was the first 96. Mission. Okay. Well, still ninety five, ninety six. I mean, fuck. What the difference? That was the first movie I ever saw at, um, it's a Harkins now in Arvada. I forget what it was called when it opened, but they, their opening night there, they had Mission Impossible and like three other movies you could go to for a dollar. So I remember that's where I saw Mission Impossible was at the Arvada park Parkins, which i don't know what it used to i can't remember what it used to be do you remember off the top of your head
0: it was old town before that yeah theater
2: landmark but there's one more before that i can't remember um i think it was just uh was just old town
0: or um i think it was regal
2: was it it might have been i don't remember
0: or amc maybe it was just amc
2: yeah but it's a nice, really nice theater now. Man, oh, yeah. that one has like the nicest seats. So yeah, if you're in that area, definitely check it out. And if you go early enough, their matinees are 575. And they usually show one at 10 in the morning. That's where I saw Resident, the new Resident Evil all by myself. <laughs> it was like 9.30 in the morning. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a sign that we're old and when we're like... Can I see movies earlier in the day rather than <laughs> late at night?
2: Yeah, I mean I would still see them late at night, but it's also nice when my kids in school that I can run down and watch a movie, you know.
0: Yeah. Speaking of late movies, um the late night midnight movies um are 11 dollars now. <laughs> it's like Are
2: they really holy whoa. shit? I
0: mean, I guess that makes sense cuz like a normal ticket, primetime ticket's like 15 now probably, so damn
2: well i saw the elvis in uh arvada reopened
0: yeah i haven't able to make it out there yet but um yeah i drove and then,
2: by there getting my comics on free comic book day and i saw they said playing tonight morbius i go oh guess no one's
1: going
0: <laughs> big goof on that one definitely need to repro- reprogram that <laughs> um but yeah i drive by the uh the south uh I guess, um, Littleton one and that's still, I don't know what's going on there. And then I drove by the Tiffany and that's like coming soon, Elvis cinemas. So hopefully that, can yeah, maybe i back.
2: They have to slowly roll those ones out, maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, or when there's a better lineup going on. Cause yeah, I mean, I feel like we're in a space where even though it's summer, we're still getting like one big release every two to three
2: weeks. Yeah. I'm guessing maybe they'll open mid. June towards the end of June because by then you'll probably have Doctor Strange and Top Gun and that's not a bad you know two to have yeah cool and the last thing we're going to touch on is Hollywood's big comeback Checking the box office numbers this week. It's Dr. Strange for the third week in a row. $31 million. Not bad. Yeah, which it's, I mean, it's kind of trailing off because it's so front loaded. Um,
0: yeah, I liked it, but like I've, I've seen it twice and I don't have a huge inclination to see it any more times. Like I would say an end game or no way home
2: yeah i agree i mean it's a fun movie but
0: yeah the more i think about it like i'm a little disappointed that you know a movie called the multiverse of madness they only really went to like three places (laughs) settings wise maybe four um and they only had that like one set of cameos you know um
2: yeah which i mean obviously the shocking part is (laughs) many of them freaking well all of them died um
0: yeah but like I was thinking like, you know, a movie called multiverse of madness. I like me as the audience, I should feel like I'm losing my mind watching that movie. And I don't even come close to that. And also a lot of people are talking about like, Oh, who's really going to play Reed Richard does. And I'm like, it's still John Krasinski. Right. Cause even though, you know, people like captain Carter and uh captain Marvel, like they're different people, their faces haven't changed. They're just, ha- they have different mantles.
2: Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. I know, I mean, I think people are asking because Feige said he's no longer doing multi-picture deals um, because he wants people to want to be in the movies. So, I don't know. But but it's weird, too, because before Multiverse of Madness came out, Benedict Cumberbatch said he didn't know if he's going to do any more. And then the end of the movie, it says, Dr. Strange will return. So I'm guessing he's going to come back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he already expected he's, expect he's interested in keeping playing the character as long as it does something new and different each time. But, but yeah, just overall, like, I don't know why people are questioning that it wouldn't be John Krasinski because, you know, the faces don't change. It's just the costume they're wearing. You know, and, that makes sense. Like Haley Atwell, no one else is playing Captain Carter except Haley oh, Atwell. Yeah, exactly. But different people are playing Captain America. So True. Even in the multiverse, you know? Like there wasn't someone else playing Doctor Strange in the multiverse. It was always Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. So I don't know why someone else would be playing Reed Richards. Like that seems like that guy is the MCU Reed Richards.
2: Yeah, even, you know, Mordor, he's Mordu, he's still fucking Jill, well, each of four, so
0: yeah, I I so I rewatched the first one recently again for the first time in a long time and uh his post credit scene where he like declares war on magicians. Mhm. Um I guess they're just not going to do anything with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess not.
0: Um yeah. That's weird.
2: Yeah, it's still a cool movie, you should go check it out. Um Downton Abbey 2 made 16 million, which isn't bad, I guess. I, I don't know. Seems like a lot to me for a PBS show. But what um,
0: do I do? Yeah, I got advertised pretty heavily for it. Um, I'm trying to look up a comparison to see how it did compared to the uh, original.
2: I think the original did like 30 million. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you get your Batman Steelbook already, or am I, like, lucky?
0: <laughs> no, I got it on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was, like, sweet. I know, that
2: was, that and was, it was a nice surprise when I came home.
0: And it wasn't dented, which is also great.
2: Dude, mine either. They put it in, like, a huge box with, like, bubble wrap.
0: Yeah, bubble wrap, and even, like, the tape was really hard. <laughs>
2: like, Yeah, I couldn't believe um, it.
0: So, good, good on them for protecting it. But the funny thing is, is on BestBuy.com, you can still get a link to purchase it on Tuesday from the store. Unlike some steelbooks that we just recently dealt with. Yeah, bullshit. So fucking bullshit. I'm still refreshing on that link to see if we can get some better ones. But like I said, uh you know, Justice League, which I thought was done, recently came back in stock for like a couple of days. So Seven months later, maybe we'll get another shipment of <laughs> No Way Home steelbooks. Maybe, yeah. The original Downton Abbey made ninety-six million. Wow! Here,
2: <laughs> that's a pretty good fuck.
0: And where's the opening? Oh, thirty-one million. So about the yeah. same. Oh, 16 million.
2: So yeah. about half. Half.
0: Half but, I mean, I guess it's
2: not bad because isn't it all new actors? I have no idea. I've never seen the show. I've never seen the movies. <laughs> so I don't have an answer. It's, it's, it's the same actress, but they're in France now. Oh, man. Sweet. <laughs> so instead of tea and scrump- uh, crumpets, it's tea and baguettes? fromage i saw <laughs> um
0: yeah I, I i enjoyed that show for a little bit and then just like i don't know is i just stopped watching it and didn't feel the need to go back to it
2: after yeah, like two always, seasons always a good sign
0: <laughs> yeah um but i'm sure uh corinne watched it so we'll get a yeah. catch in the classics
2: yeah yeah go ahead and for, say uh, show in, time <laughs> sounds good
1: Hey nerds, Corinne here for another installment of Showtime where I tell you all about something cool I've been watching lately. This week I'm going to do a little bit of a twofer. I'm going to talk about both the United States and the United Kingdom versions of Ghosts. So this is a comedy and it was initially um, on the BBC I believe in the UK and the premise is the same for both versions. It's that This couple moves into this old house out in the country and has many generations of ghosts haunting it, and because of an accident, the woman in the couple is now able to see the ghost, and so for the first time ever, you know, the ghosts are able to interact with a living person, and it's, uh, (laughs) and then, of course, you know, hijinks happen from there, so it's really good. I watched the U.S. version first when I was home visiting my family. I was watching it with my parents, and I was like, god, this is such a really good show. And I think I had heard of it at that point, and I was like, I know there, there's a, a British version of this as well. Um, and when I initially started watching the British version, it was just so, like, weirdly the same, but still somehow very different. Like, the the premise and a lot of the beats in the pilot episode are the same that they are in the United States one. But there are some characters um that they carry over from the British version to the American version almost exactly, and then there are some characters that don't have um like a a corollary in the other show or an equivalent in the other show so and the just the British one, I felt like the the vibe like I wouldn't say the tone, but the vibe of it was a little different like the ghosts are they're a little bit meaner. little bit more mean-spirited. They're definitely more, quote, disobedient than the American ghosts (laughs) because, um, very early on, you know, the couple tries to set boundaries with the ghosts of, like, you know, you can't come into our bedroom, and in the American version, the ghosts pretty much respect that, and then in the British version, the ghosts don't give a shit, (laughs) and they do what they want. Um, but oh my gosh, so many funny jokes in both versions, um, and by the time I got to um, season three of the British version, it's, um, I think I was a little bit more on board with it just because I had spent more time with the characters and I, I, yeah, maybe I just like kind of fell into like, okay, this is just, you know, a little bit more mean-spirited than the ghosts are a little bit more selfish, (laughs) which kind of makes sense why they're still around and they can't move on. Um, as opposed to the American Ghost, which I'm like, you guys are, like, way too nice. Why are you still here? Um, so, yeah. I like both versions. like them for very different, not different reasons, but they're, they're, they're again, very similar. Like, some of the jokes and some of the dialogue and the beats are the exact same between the two shows. But, um, again, the vibe between them is very different. Um, So, the American one, there's only one season out right now that I'm aware of. It's on Paramount Plus, so if you have Paramount Plus, you should be able to watch it. Um, It might be somewhere else, but that's the only place I've seen it. And then the British version is on HBO Max, and both are just called Ghosts. So, I would recommend you watch either or both versions, because they're both great. So, anyway, I will talk to you guys next time with a Catching the Classics. Of Ryan's favorite movie of all time, Army of Darkness. Yeah, he lent it to me. So next time, I'll be talking about that. Bye.
2: Uh, next week, we're going to the Danger Zone. Top Gun Maverick will be our film of the week. Nice. And until then, I'll see you at the movies. Bye. Well, real nerd knows who shot a real Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.